All right. Well, if you have if you have your Bibles, let's go ahead and turn to uh, Matthew, Matthew, chapter six. We're uh, we've we've taken a little bit of a break because uh, of covid um, and but now we're back here sort of walking through this this first part of the Lord's Prayer. Uh, and, and before we got into the actual requests of the prayer, we have to figure out, I mean, because this is what Jesus starts us with. We have to figure out who are we praying to or to whom, right? If we're going to get our English right, to whom are we, are we praying? Uh, and we are praying to, to God, uh, but not just, you know, it's not, you know, are we do when I pray, do I pray, uh, to, you know, just God in general? Do I pray to, to Jesus? Do I pray to the Holy Spirit? And, and here Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 6, when he lays this out, he says, pray then like this. Uh, and he said, our Father in heaven. And so that's kind of, uh, if Jesus is teaching us, you know, what are we, when we pray, to whom are we praying? Uh, we started just walking through, we're praying to our, our Father uh, the, the, the Lord's Prayer, remember in both Matthew and Luke, when Jesus gives us the Lord's Prayer, Father is the one that's in both of those prayers. Uh, it's, it's a little bit spelled out more in Matthew. In Matthew, Jesus says, our Father in heaven, or technically, Father of us in heaven. Uh, but uh, in both Matthew and Luke, it's Father. And so we looked at what it means that God is our Father, but it's not just Father. We don't just say Father uh, in the in the Lord's Prayer. He tells us to pray uh, our Father, Father of us. Uh, and so we looked at uh, what it means that God is our Father. That's what we've spent the last few weeks looking at. What does it mean that God is Father? And then what does it mean that He is that He is our Father? How understanding God as as Father is going to be. Uh, sort of a key to opening up our, our prayers, uh, a reminder of who our prayers are going to. And it is always good for you to remember to when you pray that you are praying to your Father. Uh, and again, not just your Father, but, but our Father. But even that, right? Even that's not the end. Because Jesus doesn't just say, Our Father, hallowed be thy name, right? What does he say? Our Father, what, Boogie? In heaven, this is how he's on the advanced course in this, in this stuff right here. Uh, our Father in heaven. That's what he does. So what does it mean? So that's then the next question. And that's what the, the handouts have all those verses because they're not going to be on the screens. Uh, but this is where all of these verses is this idea. What does it mean when Jesus tells us to pray our Father in heaven? What does it mean when he says, our Father in heaven? What, what is that? Well, to understand what it means that our Father is in, in heaven, we have to ask, well, one, what is heaven? Uh, what is he saying when he says he's our Father in heaven? Because all of those things are going to affect what we think when I say Father in heaven. Okay, what does that mean? Well, the first thing we're going to see is that when we say our Father in heaven, that we're talking about position, position, place, 
location, you could say. Now, these aren't all going to begin with P. Uh, they almost did, but then I feel like Zach would have felt bad for me to do it. The second one's, second one's not going to begin with P. Uh, it is about position. So, so the, most basic, the most basic meaning of heaven is just the general idea of, of up there. Just up there, like not, not here, not earth. Heaven is everything above us, uh, or at least you could say distinct from earth. It would often use what's called phenomenological language, meaning that it describes heaven as up there, but it's not as if heaven is up there. It's not like if you took a rocket ship far enough, you'd like pass Mars and then all of a sudden be in the throne room of God. And he'd be like, well, I didn't expect you to make it this far, but Elon Musk can do anything uh, or something like that. Like that's not, but when scripture talks about heaven, it does talk about it positionally, distinct from earth and does so in a way that, that talks about heaven as, as up, as up there, as not earth, as, as, as if there are, you know, two different spheres of creation. Uh, there is uh, sort of the earthly and then the heavenly. And it does, does this all the way back from the very beginning. Very beginning of the Bible it does this. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Uh, God created what? The heavens and the earth. So you can already see there, right? Uh, so w- when we say our Father in heaven, we're making a distinction between earth and heaven. So we've got our fathers on earth. Uh, this is our Father who is in heaven. That distinction between heaven uh, and earth. And uh, so Genesis 1.8, uh, And God called the expanse uh, heaven, and there was evening, there was morning the second day. So the idea, and this is just general Hebrew to throw off, not to throw off your Bible reading, uh, but you're going to see the word heaven, heavens, it's all the same word. People just, just when they're translating it. So when you see here, you go, it might be tempting to go, Genesis 1-1 says God created the heavens, but Genesis 1-8 says God called the expanse heaven. That's not a thing in the Hebrew. That's just a thing in the English translation. So don't try to make a big deal of it. I'd have to go, I'd have to raise my hand and go, that's not actually right. And then that's awkward for everybody. Uh, so it's just the same, the same Hebrew word, heavens. You could have, you could have translated it and God called the expanse heavens or whatever. The idea is that you've got, uh, you've got everything down here and then you've got stuff up there. So the heavens can be the place where, like we're going to see where, where God dwells, but it can also just be the sky. That's why some translations in Genesis 1-8 will translate that sky because it'll call the birds, the birds of the what? The birds of the heavens. Now, this doesn't mean that birds live in heaven, right? Uh, so, the birds live in heaven, and we're we're stuck here. So, uh, everything that's up there, it's the the heavens are uh, like in Genesis one. The heavens are going to be the place where the birds live. The heavens are going to be the place also where the sun, moon, and stars are. So, it's a pretty big encompassing deal, right? You don't. The, it's not like we're going to the moon and finding robins. Living on the moon, right? But but they both they both live in the heavens. And the same word found in Genesis one for both of them, because the Bible is just showing us that that heaven is different from earth. It's just a positional difference. So that when it says our Father is in heaven, what it's saying is that that, that God is not here on earth in that sense, but that He is is there, distinct from earth. 
distinct from this earthly creation. Again, not that God is not here like earth is, God's not here, uh, but just the idea that God's existence is a heavenly one. It is, a, it is distinct. It is a matter of, of, of position so that the, the Bible will talk about God as being sort of up there. Talks about it that way uh, in a way that, again, is sort of distinct from, from earth. So if you look at like Matthew 11, it talks about uh, the Father... It says, at that time, Jesus declared, Matthew eleven twenty five, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. So here again, we see there's a, dis- a, a distinction in position between earth and heaven, that heaven and earth are different. Uh, where, where the Father is Lord, he's Lord of heaven, and he is Lord of, of earth. This is Jesus saying that, the Father is just Lord of both those things. Genesis 1.1, God created the heavens and the earth. Matthew 11, Jesus saying, and God is Lord of everything. He's Lord of everything down here, but he's also Lord of everything where? Up there. So when we say our Father in, in heaven, we're talking about this distinction. Uh, this is especially true because the Bible says we have earthly fathers. Right? So you've got a heavenly father, and we also have, now we all know this, we've all got earthly fathers, none of us are Jesus, uh, so we, we've, got, we've got earthly fathers as well. The Bible talks about this in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 9, it says you've got heavenly fa- a heavenly father, but you've also got an earthly father, uh, Hebrews 12, 9, besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them, shall we not uh, much more be subject to the father of spirits and live so so we have these would be what we call our our biological fathers or the 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 fathers who raised us earthly fathers doesn't necessarily mean biological in the same way we tend to mean it now uh but the idea is that you had a person an earthly person who was your your father uh god is not an earthly father like that to us god is our heavenly father he is our Father in heaven. So in this sense, then, the, the focus of our Father in heaven would be that, that God is a Father to us. He's just, he's just not uh, our earthly Father. So it's, it's, it's meant to display the reality of God as our Father because it's easy for us to say, well, I've got earthly fathers. And here Jesus is saying, yeah, but you've got another Father too. A Father who's not here, a Father who's there but who is just as much your father. You've got a father in heaven. You've got that, 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 that the, the father is, is your father and that he's, he's taking care of you the way that a father does. You have a legitimate father in heaven watching out for you. You've got earthly fathers, Hebrews 12, 9. You've got earthly fathers watching out for you. You've got earthly fathers taking care of you. And you have a, a, a heavenly father as well. So, so you've got another father. He's just not sitting at the dining room table with you like every night. Uh, he's not, you know, going to your, to your games. He's not, he's, he's disciplining you, but in a different way. Uh, he's, not, he's not pulling out the belt. Uh, but you've got a, you've got an earth, we've got earthly fathers, but as Christians, we have another father as well. We have a heavenly father. And remember that this is distinctly true for Christians, that not all people can say that they have a heavenly father like this in, in, in any real way. We looked at this a few weeks back. 
This only happens through adoption in Jesus Christ. And so when Jesus is telling his disciples, you can say father in heaven, you're able to say something that many people in this world cannot say because God is not their father in heaven. They only have earthly fathers. Uh, they only have earthly fathers and all those earthly fathers are broken uh, and they're messed up and they've got, all the, they've got all the problems with them. So there is a blessing for us to realize that we have a father who is distinct from this fallen world. We have a father who is above positionally watching out. We may not see him. We may not be able to, you know, uh, he, he may not pass the peas uh, or whatever, but he is very much our father. So when you say, our Father in heaven, when we pray that, there is a joy of recognizing, yes, I have earthly fathers, but I've got another father too, one who isn't here for me to see, but who I know is, is watching over me. Uh, and so uh, when we say our Father in heaven, that's one of the aspects that we're supposed to grasp is, is I've got a father that's detached from this fallen world. And detached, not just from the fallen world around him, but the fallen world within him. Uh, and so recognizing, uh, recognizing that is going to be important, which is going to lead us to the next thing, uh, which is that when we say our father in heaven, it's a term of exaltation. I was going to say praise. See, it was going to be a P. Uh, but I really liked exaltation uh, as well. Meaning that when we say our father in heaven, part of the recognition that he's not an earthly father is, is showing us that, that he is our greater father. That he is a father greater than our, our earthly fathers. And really the, the epitome. Uh, when we, when uh, the Bible talks about God as, as father, uh, it, it really shows us that all other earthly fathers are just shadows of what the true father is. So like... Uh, Mr. Jackson is a father, Brian, Jerry, myself, Jacob, like we're, we're all shadows of the true father, right? And sometimes we do it in reverse. Sometimes what I think we do, excuse me for one second. <clears throat> what we do is we think that God is... Like you take us and you make a really great one of us and you get God. But the truth is all of us as fathers are just shadows of the one true father who was father before we ever were fathers. Who was father before fathers on earth ever even existed. Before Cain and Abel, uh, there was the father. So uh, he is, we're all just shadows uh, of him. So when we say our father in heaven or dear heavenly father or whatever, we are recognizing that God is the ultimate father. We're all earthly fathers. He is the father. And if like the book of Hebrews again would be a great place to go that teaches us everything on earth is just shadows of the heavenlies, right? So whether it's the, the temple or the, the, the sacrifices or even church, all of this is just a shadow of the true thing that's going on. We often think of this as the true thing, and that's sort of like the shadowy sort of spiritual stuff. But the Bible tells us that's the true. The, the heavenly is the true. This is all just the pretend. This is all just the, the shadows of that, you know, one day we'll see face to face. Right now, we do this, and even when we sing and when we preach, we do it all through a mirror dimly. 
uh, but one day it'll all be face to face. And in that day, of course, heaven's going to come down, uh, not us go up to heaven. Heaven comes down. Uh, revelation. Uh, but anyway, uh, so so when we say God is our heavenly father, there's a there's an exaltation, a recognition. God, there's no father like you. So when I say, you know, dear father, heavenly father, when I say our father in heaven, there's there's that recognition of there's no one like you, God. There's no there's no one like you. And and God doesn't just want us to, to recognize uh, not only not only does he does he care for us like our heavenly fathers, he cares for us. Oh, bless you, John. Not only does God care for us like our heavenly father or like our earthly fathers, God, when he says our father in heaven is teaching us, he cares for us more than our earthly fathers. And he actually talks about this. Jesus actually talks about this in the Sermon on the Mount. Talking more about prayer in Matthew 7. Matthew chapter 7, he's talking more about uh, about prayer and asking. Remember, prayer means to ask. Uh, but look at verses 7 through 11 of Matthew chapter 7. Jesus is going to build on this. So in Matthew 6, he's talked about our Father in heaven. Well, look at what your Father in heaven is like and how that compares to you as a father. So Matthew 7, verse, uh, 7 through 11, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. The one who knocks will be opened. And then this is when he makes the comparison to us as fathers and to him as fathers. So he's saying, look, ask your heavenly father for things and he's going to give them to you. Uh, why? Because he says in verse 8, Which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? And I'm like, well, Brian Barnes might actually do that. Uh, or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a serpent. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father, what? Huh? What's it say? Oh, it was close. Your father who is in heaven. So here, here Jesus pulls it back to this. This is that our Father in heaven again. He uses the same word. How much more will your Father who is in heaven, and here's where he knew where it was going, give good things. So you're right, Levi. Give good things to those who ask him. So he says, look, you, your, your, your earthly fathers, your earthly fathers are evil. <laughs> and, and then he really says, not your earthly fathers. You are an evil earthly father. And yet, what? Yet you know how to give good gifts to your kids. How much more your father, who isn't an earthly father, but your father in heaven. So if, like he's saying, what he's saying is if you don't doubt your parents, right? If you ever called your parents, you're like, man, I hate that. Man, I hate to ask my parents for help, but I'm going to, you know, I really, I'm hungry. And uh, I could really use, you know, like, mom, dad, can I have some cereal for supper um, but I'm really afraid uh, they're just going to give me a box of rocks. Uh, like, we're never afraid of that. He's like, so if you don't doubt those earthly fathers, if you don't doubt your earthly, and we use the word he uses. I hate to use it. I really do. Those evil, evil earthly parents that we are, we know how to give good gifts to our kids. If we don't doubt them, 
If you, do, if you don't doubt yourself, right? You don't doubt yourself. You don't doubt your ability to give good gifts to your kids. You don't doubt that you're just going to be mean to your kids and your kid's going to come up and say, hey, dad, can I have a fish? And you go, no, serpent. Ah! Uh, you know, you don't think that you're going to do that. You would never do that to your kids, right? I would never do that. And he says, what makes you doubt then your father who is in heaven? So again, he doesn't say, notice he doesn't say, how much more will your father give you good gifts? He says, how much more will your father in heaven, right? Your heavenly, this is an exaltation term, this is the idea of, of a father who is better than any other father, the ultimate father. So not only does, does God, as our heavenly father, mean that God loves us like a father, it means that he loves us more than our earthly fathers could. So when you say father in heaven, some of you are thinking about, you haven't had the best fathers. Uh, and some of you are thinking, you haven't been the best father. <laughs> uh, and you can remember, when you say father in heaven, you are both remembering the Father who is your Father in a way that you don't have to feel like you've missed out at all in life because your earthly Father was bad. Uh, you've got a heavenly Father who is, who is what all fathers are pointing to anyway, and He never changed. Uh, and so you can, you can say that, and you can quit, quit blaming or, 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 uh, or being saddened or whatever by the earthly fathers you had. Look, you've, you've got a heavenly Father. And that is your father. And that there's no one like him. And you can remember that. And that, that will not, nothing that your earthly fathers could do to you or still do or, or ever have done can affect the fact that you have a heavenly father that you can pray and has never failed you. Never. And what happens is, and this is, it goes down modern psychology and all this, whatever, we can become so fixated on how our earthly fathers have failed that we somehow let that in any way diminish the fact that we have a heavenly father who is perfect. And we can, we can sit and we can lament and say, my earthly fathers have broken me. They've messed me up as a husband. They've messed me up as a, as a, as a, as a son, as a daughter, as a, as a wife, as a kid, whatever. And what that, what happens when we do that is we are forgetting to pull our eyes off of the earthly and onto the heavenly. Because there's nothing that your earthly fathers could do that would in any way be able to diminish the glory of what your heavenly father has done and is doing. And if you allow that, if you allow that earthly father to shadow the, the heavenly, then, then you're stealing the great joy that's supposed to be found in a phrase like, Father in heaven. Father in heaven. Uh, so, so recognizing just the, the greatness, the exaltation of God, that, that he is indeed greater than our earthly fathers. This is what, well, again, Hebrews 12, 9, we had earthly fathers who disciplined us, we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the father of spirits and live? If we, if we respected our earthly fathers, if we cherished them, if we, if we ha- held them, if we had to honor them, right? Even, even the bad ones, as scripture tells us, if we even have to honor the bad ones, uh, how much more should we honor not an earthly father, but our father in heaven? Uh, you should honor your father in heaven. There should be an exit. So when you say father in heaven, there's a, there's a release, there's a joy, there's a, 
I've got a father that it doesn't, this father that I had on earth was a, I mean, what was he in my life for this long and can only influence this much. I've got a heavenly father who's there all the time being perfect. So there's that, but there's also a, yeah, but, but he is my father and I need to treat him as father. I need to treat him with that honor and respect and uh, just like I would even my broken earthly fathers that I still uh, that I still honor. So when we say our father in heaven, we're recognizing that God is a true father. We're also recognizing that he is a better father. Uh, there's great confidence in saying our father in heaven that that God loves us and loves us perfectly to steal from what Jesus said in Matthew 7. Uh, We love our children, but we can never love them perfectly. We're evil parents. Again, just using his words, uh, because we're imperfect. Uh, we We can do good to them. We can provide for them. We can love them. We can give them gifts. We can try not to be evil to them. But at some point, all of us will fail our children. We will. You will say things to your kids that you will not be able to take back. Uh, you will treat your, I mean, it was just yesterday. I had to tell Gideon. I was like, yeah, sorry I said that. Shouldn't have said that. Uh, and he was like, you are the most wise and loving father in this world. And I was like, that is also true. Uh, but uh, we will all do things and say things that we have to go, Ugh! or I should have handled that a different way. Or here I am trying to raise a son or trying to raise a daughter. And I didn't set the best example and all this. Well, we never have to worry about that when it comes to our heavenly father. He will never fail us. Uh, and so there's a, there's a joy and exaltation when we say our father in heaven. We're saying you are perfect father. Um, if, if, if we had an earthly father that failed, we had a perfect heavenly father. If you want to be a better father, look to your heavenly father. Like all of that wrapped up in that idea of father in heaven. The father that I always wish I had, I, I don't have to wish I had. It's the father that I do have. He's just in heaven. I need to quit looking at my earthly fathers and putting so much value on them as if they can are in any way can compare to the value of having you as father. And if I'm looking at my life and saying, man, I'm a really sorry father. Well, quit looking at you and start trying to live like your heavenly father. Look at his example and, 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 and run to him. So God is our heavenly father, meaning he's everything earthly fathers can't be. He's, he's the best of what we want to be. He is our, our unstained, uncorrupted, perfect father. So, so that's the exaltation part. So when we say our father in heaven, we're recognizing father not on earth, up there, there's that positional aspect. The, you're the Lord of heaven and earth. God in heaven, not uh, Father in heaven, not Father on earth. Uh, also recognizing exaltation. God, there's 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 no one like you. Uh, but the 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 last one is uh, the recognition of the uh, the power of God found in our heavenly Father and. <coughs> your notes we got plenty of verses to go uh we're like halfway through uh our verses next week uh we'll look at what does it mean uh when we say our father in heaven that that's about uh the the power of our father uh and it's really good uh and is going to point us to the power of the father through the son for the sake of the sons and daughters uh and so i don't want to uh when I'm getting really winded, and I don't want to, uh, I don't want to rush it. So, uh, let's take a moment and let's uh, let's pray.
we, we've got here. It's a really good split anyway, I just thought, uh, because we, we were able to focus on uh, earthly versus heavenly. So let's take a moment to just think about that aspect uh, of God as, as our, heavenly, uh, our heavenly Father and the fact that uh, he is there, uh, but he is there on our, on our behalf. He is our perfect Father. So let's just take a moment, uh, just with your heads uh, bowed, just think about the joy of having a Father who is in heaven. So much in this world is broken, right? So much in this world is, uh, is imperfect. And to know that you've got a Father who, who isn't going to be stained by any of that, who is, who is up there, dist- I mean, we live in a world that is just in chaos, chaos, just full of fools. Uh, and to have a heavenly father that we know is not going to be touched by any of that. I mean, sometimes we don't want, know what to do. Our, our governments don't know what to do. And even the, the best and brightest uh, can sometimes seem confused. And, and God is distinct from all that. He is, he is our father in heaven. Nothing on this earth is going to touch him or mar him or, or bring him down. So have that, have that great confidence to be able, when this world seems so chaotic, to just talk to a father who's distinct from it, who's, who's up there. When everything down here seems to be going crazy, to be able to just say, Father in heaven, right? everything down here is so crazy, I'm so glad you're up there watching over, caring for. And then think about how when you say our father in heaven, that that is a uh, a, a matter of exaltation and praise of God. So, so even now, just recognize and tell God, like, I, I'm, I'm glad that you are a father unlike any, and you're my father. That, that you are my heavenly father. And, and that anything that, that earthly fathers could have, could have done to us, uh, he is so much greater and has done so much more than they could ever do. And, and anything that you want to be are all your failures uh, as a father. And you think, I want to be a better father. I want to be a better grandfather. I want to be like, look, look to Christ. I mean, look to the, <clears throat> your father in heaven. And just rejoice. And, and, and pray that, that you, would, you would honor him as that perfect father. You're never going to have a moment in your life where you don't have a perfect father watching over you. Not one moment where you don't have a perfect father to watch over you or, or, or men, a perfect father for you to emulate, for you to model your, your fatherhood after. I mean, that's a blessing. And so when we say our father in heaven, we're recognizing just a great God, a perfect father who is watching over us, who is, who is everything we could ever have wanted, everything we need to be. So let that give us, again, more confidence and, and even reverence, reverence for him when we pray it. He is not just our, he is the father. He is the father of fathers. All, all wrapped up in, in a simple phrase like father in heaven.
and then again next week. I can't, I can't wait till we look at the power found in our Father in heaven. And we're going to see the great power that he's going to work on our behalf. Just an amazing God. Our, our Father in heaven, we come to you and, and we lift you up. And it is, I mean, the, the just even looking out amongst our congregation today, Father, we see the, just the chaotic nature of, of this world and sickness and death and all the things you tell us that are part of this fallen world are going to be crushed by Christ, another enemy that you will place under his footstool. Uh, and, and Father, how good to know that we don't have to worry about, did our Heavenly Father catch COVID? We don't have to worry about any of that. We don't have to worry about even the, the chaotic nature of this world bringing any of your plans down. Because you are our Father in heaven. And so, Father, I thank you. I thank you even today for the ability to think about that. And to, to, to bow our heads, but to be bowing them and lifting at the same time to our God who is up there and not marred by this place. Who is, in fact, fixing this place who is bringing heaven to earth. We thank you, Father. And God, we exalt you. We lift you up. We praise you. That that there is no one like you. And I pray that we would so cherish you as Father, that, that even when we first think of who's our real Father, that it goes to you and not to our earthly fathers. And yeah, God's kind of like our like our greater father. We don't do that. That We realize, no, you are our father. These other fathers that we have are just shadows of you. Some bad shadows, some great shadows. But they're the shadows. You're our real father. And so may we cherish you for that. May we exalt you, our father in heaven. We thank you for teaching us all these things in your word. This week, may we, may we worship you. And every time we pray, may we remember the joy of having a father in heaven. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.